1: Did you know that you really can have it all? Yeah, you can, but the key is in having self-awareness. You have to know what you really want before you can have it. Well, that's why I'm delighted to chat with Kate Walker today. Kate is an executive leadership and human resources expert. She's also an author. She has over two decades of senior-level corporate human resources experience, this lady really knows her stuff. In her new book, A Candid Conversation, Lessons in Life, Love, and Leadership, Kate inspires women of all ages who are looking to redesign their lives to go on a journey of self-awareness. On her own path of discovery, Kate learned how to establish boundaries, identify values, and create a roadmap towards elevated happiness and peace. In researching and studying relationship dynamics and mindset tools, Kate unlocked the courage to make big decisions with herself in mind. Novel concept here. Most of us are busy putting everybody else first, and we have to relearn self-awareness and self desire. Then Kate took the steps to leave an unhealthy relationship, to quit her job and start her own business. Incredibly successful, by the way. Now, Kate is so brilliant because she's adept at drawing on her own trials, her own errors and experiences to help women overcome obstacles and design their dazzling future. That is what is present for you through this entire conversation. Can you tell why I'm so stoked that we get to chat with Kate today? Kate, welcome. Elaine, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I am so thrilled to be here with you today, thank you. Oh, are you kidding? This is a huge treat. You know, this is something that I think most people really struggle with because that self-awareness, it's similar to self-love, but it's kind of like we're so busy and so distracted we don't even know what we want. We we don't even kind of know who we are. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing that's on my mind right now is is your intuition. And we all have intuition. I know you're probably an expert <laughs> in into all things intuition, Elaine, but really that intuition, because I think the intuition is talk it's talking to us. It's telling us where to go, what to do. It's telling us our next move. And I know for me in my younger years. Yes, I had intuition, maybe some intuition led me down different paths. But there was really big intuition that I was ignoring. And I was ignoring because of societal norms, I was ignoring because I was in kind of habitual patterns. So that is something as I got a little older, a little wiser, and reading books and talking to experienced mentors is something I was better able to get my mind around and realize like, this is real. This is not a joke, your intuition. No, We think we we might not know the answers, but they're there. We are guided to the answers. That's the thing that's so incredibly beautiful. We don't have to have all the answers. Now, one of the things that we talked about a little bit before we got started, I do something kind of radical with this show, this podcast. I like to start with an intention. An intention is how we want to feel and what we want to create through our time together. And it's really fascinating because science is finally starting to catch up with this whole idea of intuition and subtle guidance. Scientists and psychologists in particular, they call it priming. That's where if you read a series of supportive, empowering words before you take a test, you actually do a whole lot better on the test. And if you read unsupportive words, disempowering words before you take a test, you do a lot worse on the test than normal. So we know we can kind of activate that unconscious peripheral vision so that as we're going through our dialogue, our conversation, things that sometimes we might not have noticed or paid attention to, all of a sudden we've got clarity that, oh, this was the insight I was looking for. You know, it's almost like looking for shooting stars at night. Sure, you have to focus on one area of the star field, but you got to catch those little stray bits of light Mm. where you never see a shooting star. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other pieces I've learned along the way is that you really do have to manage your mind with exactly what you're talking about. And I I didn't realize that for many, for decades, where I thought my mind spinning and looping was just normal. And, And that it just happened because it just happens. And when you finally learn, wait a minute, I can actually Get, get, get a hold of my thoughts. I can actually reshift the the inner dialogue. That, that's a game changer. And I will say it's a game changer. And it is something that I know I have to work on, on a regular basis, because my mind is, it's a, it's a mind of its own. Uh, but when I can get a hold of my thoughts and really set those intentions and have those more intentional thoughts, it's a better day, I'm having a better experience, but it is it's an intentional practice. Excellent. And and you're so right. So I've got a specific structure that I use for my intentions that I found to be really effective. I always like to start with in love and light. Huh. Because from my perspective, you are in partnership with the God of your understanding. I call this entity the divine. Yes. And to me, I know it sounds a little silly, but you know, the plural of the word y'all? It's all yes. y'all. Yes. All uh-huh. y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, to me, when you say the divine, it's all y'all divine, fo- yes. God, it's yes. creator, it's Infinity. mom, and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all of them, right? Because the yeah. angels, guides, you name um, it, all all I'll y'all. take it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I always start with in love and light because they are an active participant in helping you accomplish your objective, your intention, okay? Yeah. Then we state the intention and it's very much like typing an address into the GPS system. You don't know how to get to your final destination. You're counting on guidance from the divine to lead you exactly where you want to go. But you know where you want to go. You know where you want to go. And that's the intention. Then it's only good manners to say thank you. So we do. (laughs) That's right. Yes. And at the very, very end, I say it is done. That's a reminder to us that we did the part we were supposed to do. That's right. We stated our intention. We're good now. And now we are looking for guidance from the divine. And anything that lines up with that intention, perfect. It shows that we're going down the right road. Yes, I mean, yes. absolutely. Yes, yes. The other visual that's popping in my mind—it's almost like having a like a dartboard with the target, you know, with the the circles in the middle. Where if you don't really know where you're throwing the the dart, how do you know what you're doing or where you're going? So it may seem complicated, but but it, it's not. It's easy for people to access, and you can start small too we don't need to change everything we can do some very small steps to get where we're going even if you're throwing your dart and you don't hit the the bullseye that's okay did you did you get on the dartboard i mean are you on the wall (laughs) you know over to the side are we getting closer so these are things that take time yeah It's so funny because I immediately saw myself as a kid playing pin the tail on the donkey. Yes. And it helps so much when you're aiming in the right direction. You're much more likely to hit the donkey. It's a little hard (laughs) when you have on the blindfold. It's like, I don't know where I'm going I'm doing. (laughs) Awesome. Well, after I share the intention, we are going to hold that intention for 78 seconds. Now, I guarantee you it will feel like an eternity. Because it does for me, and I've been doing this for years, but what's going on is, like you were saying, Kate, our minds are so busy. There's yes. so much happening. In fact, the latest research says that we have an attention span that's shorter than a goldfish. So wow. there's so much action happening up there. The divine looks at us like, you know, they don't know what they want. Yeah, They're running around like keystone cops. They can't make up their minds. They're not holding on to anything. So, yes. okay, we'll just wait until they settle down and focus. But when we hold that for 78 seconds, and I got the 78 seconds from Abraham Hicks. Oh, yes, like right. in order to hold yeah. that vibration, you need to hold it for 78 seconds. Because you are literally, like with the law of attraction, they always say you have to be at that vibration before yes. you can manifest what you want in your physical life. Yeah. The intention and holding it for 78 seconds gets you in vibration with what you want, which is your intention. You feel it first. In fact, you'll notice... Physical sensations. You might get tingling or a little heat or cold or just ripples through your body. Just notice it. All that's telling you is that you're getting the energy moving. Yeah. And that's perfect. That's all we want to do is get the energy moving because it's moving to support your intention. Love it. Love yeah. it. So fun. All right. Here is our intention. In love and light, we hold the intention that we love ourselves completely, welcoming the blessings and abundance present in every moment. Thank you, divine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is done. we give thanks. And so it is. Wow. You are seriously high energy. And all the people who are watching and listening to the show must be putting a lot of energy in this. I've been chilly all day. I actually put on a sweater because I was chilly. I got this wave of heat. Really? My body was intense. Okay. That's amazing for you. I felt a wave of peace. And yes, and it just feels nice to calm the body and the mind. And it's interesting how 78 seconds can really make a difference. It's it really does. it's really wild. It is. Yeah, a little over a minute and a quarter. Yes. That's all it takes. Yeah. And yet we think we're too busy, right? That's right. That's There's right. Too much going on. Too so much going on. Yeah. How could I possibly take time to have what I want? Ooh. Million dollar question. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, obviously, you're really, really passionate about the work that you're doing. What got you started on this amazing road? Yeah. So, career wise, so I, it's interesting. I feel like I have two, two lanes, if you will. I've always had my career lane, which I've absolutely loved. And I feel so fortunate to have gotten into that career lane and have a wonderful time and met all these great people and worked with all these leaders. I got in I got into a career in human resources on complete accident. I didn't even know what human resources was until I landed in a temp job. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What is this? And I can work with everybody at the company and I can answer questions and I can be a a thought partner and a solution partner and providing answers to people. So I just fell in love with the profession and stayed for two decades (laughs) doing human resources and really fun global companies, working in advertising and marketing and sports and entertainment. So I always loved the, the corporate environment I was in and grew to really love working with leaders and teams and solving team problems and leadership problems within a team. That's kind of my fun little wheelhouse is helping leaders and teams, those dynamics. So I, I, I've had this beautiful career and during the pandemic, there had been a, uh, or even before the pandemic, there'd been an inner, maybe my intuition. It was, it was my intuition talking to me saying it's time for the next chapter. It's like, well, why do I need a next chapter if I'm having so much fun here? But there were a lot of reasons that I, I won't go into all of them here, but I knew that I wanted something different. I knew I wanted something a little more narrow in how I helped people. So I left corporate and went to go out on my own, to do what I do today as an HR consultant and executive coach, help, helping people with workplace challenges and bringing them solutions, things that um, you know, I've learned over my two decade career. So that's been like a really fun and happy lane. The other lane is Friendships and relationships and romantic relationships and that's maybe a trickier lane and maybe someday I'll crack the code on on why but that's been the trickier lane where those are really where I'm learning my bigger life lessons and and all of those all of those fun uh, lessons that take years and decades to to explore and think about and consider and and read books to understand more and find great podcasts to learn more. So that's been my journey was again having a really beautiful career lane and then in the relationship lane I talk about it in my book A Candid Conversation but the the relationship part was the main focus of my book initially was saying I was in this relationship here's how it started middle and then I'll give away the the plot twist that you know the end of the the dissolution of of that relationship. And as I got into writing the book, I I thought I need to show the lessons from what I learned because I learned a lot, and granted, I'm still learning. But what were the what were the things I didn't know at the beginning, or the or the middle, or the end, for that matter? And and what lessons did I take to to make? To make myself feel better, honestly, because when you're in a, a relationship that's dissolving, that's a very difficult place to be. So learning how to how to get over that, how to feel better, and then why I made some of those choices in the first place. So those are that that's that's me in a nutshell, Elaine. Yeah, you know, it's really fascinating because you're right on the money about relationships. Relationships amplify your emotions. Oh, and gosh. one of the biggest mistakes that I think people make, and I've been guilty of this before too. Is looking outside your yourself, looking outside yourself to see who you really are, who you think you really are, and you don't go inside to see who you really are. That is such a mismatch and such a mistake because everybody reacts to the world differently, everybody experiences the world differently, and if you're expecting somebody else to define you, I mean, yeah, they try to, they try to control you, but. You're the only one who can control your life. Absolutely. And that's where, and you, you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, is self-awareness. Yes. And that self-awareness, unfortunately, I just didn't have that those tools or those awarenesses at a younger age. And again, one of the reasons I wrote the book, it's like, why didn't I know this? Or why didn't... who? Why didn't someone tell me? And I was going into therapy appointments, and I I wasn't hearing what was helpful for me. I I was getting some help, um, but I wasn't—I wasn't wasn't aware of some of these different tools or techniques. So, as I've gotten older and have been able to think about them and consider them and analyze myself, then it, it just things start to make a little more sense. You can connect the dots on why you've made the decisions you've made, and and then not judging yourself no. for those decisions—that that's a whole other—that's a whole other ball game. Yes. Dropping the self judgment—that's a—that's a little gremlin that lives in me, the self judgment gremlin. Yeah, it's really interesting because people think that relationships are in nice, neat little boxes. You know, I've got my corporate relationships here, and I've got my friendships here, and I've got my family over here, and yeah, it doesn't work that way because you are the common denominator between all of the relationships that you have. Yes. And you may put on a different hat when you're in the mommy zone versus the daughter zone, for example. But in reality, it's still you, right? You always bring you to the party. Now, before we get too far off subject here, obviously, this is called the abundance journey. Yes. And I have never met two people who defined abundance exactly the same way, especially given the work that you do with to help people with teams and leadership and self-awareness. Given the work that you do, how do you define abundance? That is a wonderful question. And and you're right. I I would assume no two people have the same definition. And I'm probably still (laughs) trying to to, to define abundance for me, I, I believe, is people feeling good in their experience. And I can go experience abundance if I go outside in the sunshine, that can feel very abundant for me. I can feel very abundant when I'm working with a leader or an executive and something that we work through leads them to feel good. Oh, I, I feel good now. This, So it's, I feel like it's about feeling good. And there are many different ways to go about that, but finding that, that, that inner peace, that, that to me is abundance. Absolutely. You could not have done a better job at defining abundance because, you know, we were talking about the law of attraction and yes. how you have to feel what you want to create in the world. It's an inside job first, and then it materializes It materializes on the outside. So having that feeling of, I'm good. I've got this. I'm yes. loving this moment. I'm cherishing this experience and i'm loving collaborating with someone to create these mutually beneficial breakthroughs that enrich both of us how cool yes. is that yes and it's so fascinating to me that it feels so counterintuitive and i am a complete victim of that that uh that those limited beliefs or that that thinking that's not quite correct because i certainly come from a hustle culture or a hustle uh, thinking that that's what you do—that's just what you do. You have to hustle and grind and, and maybe experience some pain to get the result. So how beautiful to know that you can actually feel the good feeling, and that will help with the manifestation. That is something to really wrap your mind around. I still work on that quite often, thinking, "No, I no, I think it's the hard work." And then it's like, "No." No, it's not that. So this is a, a, a little battle that goes on for me, but how beautiful that it can be this, I'm not sure if simple is the right word, but but accessible. Well, it accessible? can unfold for you Yeah, oh, really like beautifully. I mean, I want to take you back again to the intention
0: that yes. we said at the
1: beginning, because when you've got a really clear intention that we love ourselves completely, yes. welcoming the blessings and abundance present mm. in every moment That's really what we're doing, right? When we have that internal vibe, that that's how I'm showing up and I'm looking for the blessings and the abundance that are present right now. Yes. One of my absolute favorite questions, how can it get even better than this? It's a two-parter. No matter what's happening in the world, I know, first of all, there are already many blessings in my life in various yes. aspects of my life. Even if this particular issue I'm dealing with right now stays, yes. Yes. it doesn't matter. I'm still really blessed. And I'm ready for more. How can it get even better than this? Mm. Right? That's a powerful question. And it works when things are not going well. It also works when things are going great. That's right. That's it's right. It's an all-purpose question. It really opens is. you up to possibility. Mm. How beautiful is that opening up to possibility. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, obviously, Kate, you've worked with so many different people, leaders, people who are really trying to make things happen, and they have something in common. There's a common symptom, a common denominator that has them go, oh, man, I really need to chat with Kate. (laughs) What is that that they're dealing with? Where are they stuck? That's a great question, and sometimes we think it is the tactical. If I only knew how to do X or Y or Z, but I mean, I think you might agree, it is it is oftentimes the emotional or the the mental piece or the mind, the mind work piece that, that that we have to get through and and reframing. So I do work with leaders a lot on that as well. And yes, we get to the tech the tactical things, and and those are things I can help with, but. Often it is, yeah, exactly what we're talking about—the the reframe or the looking at something a little bit differently, or finding maybe something feels like a big disaster, but reframing it, looking at it through a different lens—and those are those are those can be very big aha moments when someone has that breakthrough. So that is something mm-hmm. that's very yeah that I really love in the work I do. That is fabulous, and you know I think one of the things people ch- are challenged by—they think they have to have all the answers right now, <laughs> yes. right. They, they think there must be something wrong with me if I don't already have it all figured out before I get started. Oh, but yeah. What I always tell people, you're in partnership with the divine. Mm. You're not supposed to have everything figured out. You're supposed to have your intention figured out, have enough self-awareness to know what you want to create and how you want to feel as you're creating it. Yes. And then open yourself up to be guided. I've got a great example of this. I decided after years of hearing how valuable meditation was, and I, I could just never find something that really worked for me. Yeah. So finally I committed and I'm like, okay, I want to find a form of meditation that will really work for me. Yeah. I happened to be reading a book at the time that had absolutely nothing to do with meditation. It was called the secret meaning of feelings. I think Okay. It was, and there just happened to be one sentence in this entire Mm. book, that mentioned a specific type of meditation. And it felt like there were sirens going off and flashing lights. And I'm like, okay, got the message. Thank you. Got it. (laughs) But Then I googled about it. And there happened to be some people in Wisconsin, who were doing a free little orientation. So I signed up for it. Turned out it was me and these two guys in Wisconsin. And that was it. That was the whole group. And so they spent an hour with me very generously explaining the methodology. And I thought, wow, this is brilliant. But it was right during COVID. Mm. There were horrible storms. All of the flights were getting canceled. And I'm like, you know, I'm in Sacramento, California. It would be so nice if there was something near me. Because I'm really fascinated by this. I would love to take this training. The next day, one of these guys from Wisconsin emailed me with a link to a local group that was teaching the methodology the very next weekend. No way. So all I had to do was be very clear about my intention. Yes. I wanted to learn a form of meditation that will work for me. Yes. And then be yes. open and receptive to the breadcrumbs that are being thrown my way. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm having a visual of the breadcrumbs. It's one thing at a time. And, and maybe something bigger, comes in but maybe it's one clue that leads to another clue that leads to another clue it's the one unfolding that goes to another unfolding and being open to it oh I love that story I love it, it. it's really fun but I find that having a sense of curiosity yes. and gratitude mm. those are two of the biggest strengths that anybody can have curiosity and gratitude yes and then just let things show up allow yourself to be guided. Because you are being guided. Yes. You really yes. are. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. I, I mean for me at my house, like when I see a butterfly go by, I'm like, oh, okay. A hummingbird. It's just these little things that make me feel like I'm on the right path or that someone's coming by to say hello. So even those little things make me feel like, okay, this is a this is a good day. Like the, these things are things are happening. It's all it's all happening. It is all happening. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to declare that it is happening for yes. us. Yes, it's not so happening true. to us. It's always happening for us. Absolutely. It, even like we talked about earlier, even the more difficult things, we Especially. can choose. Yeah, we can choose. <laughs> and trust me, I, I there there are some things you just feel like a victim. That's like this is really hard. Like why is this happening? This doesn't make sense. But it can be happening for us if we choose to reframe it a little bit. So yeah, I mean, even with all that we're talking about, there will be some good days or better days and some challenging days. But if we can just get our mind in the right place, and I love how you do such intentional intention, intentions work, these things can make a difference, especially I I, I talk a lot about how we feel like how I feel in my body, how I feel in my mind. So I love this. Excellent. Well, obviously, I, I'm i talking about the internal transformation, because I personally find that whenever I want my external world to change and something to shift on the outside, something has to change inside me first. Yes. What yes. have you noticed? The people you work with, the leaders, the experts that you work with, what do they have to be willing to shift inside before they can experience that outside transformation? Mm, wow, such a good question. I, 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 it is it is curiosity. It is an interest in in not knowing it all or not being the smartest one in the room. It's really opening up to possibility and collaboration. And that there, there's a leader that always comes to mind that I worked with who it was kind of the leader at a, a big company and, and could have been such a jerk based on his title or based on his status or all of those things and could be sitting in the office just with the door closed and on back-to-back phone calls. And this person was very intentional about, and this is pre-COVID, but going out into the office, walking around, knocking on people's doors or windows and saying hi. And that just, it just felt so, this person didn't have to do this, but was being intentional with, I wanna be visible. I wanna be accessible. I want to, I want to create these relationships. I want people to know me. and and so that that always strikes me as as one attribute or a way of being that really made a difference in, in, in how he was showing up and how it impacted people. And, and interestingly, it's, you know, he's almost like the Pied Piper. People just wanted to follow because of what they were seeing and they weren't seeing it. And trust me, he led plenty of meetings, but they weren't wanting to follow him because they saw him giving a brilliant speech. It's just because of that, that energy and that vibration of that that openness and that, that, uh, that accessibility that people were drawn to. So you can be drawn to an energy I've seen it firsthand and it is powerful, very powerful. And you know what your energy is when you have a certain level of self-awareness. Yeah. You know, it always comes back to that self-awareness because obviously that particular leader was really clear that he wanted to make a connection with people that's right and it was a heart connection it was taking time for them to feel seen and heard absolutely and valued absolutely and and that is another thing i've learned in my work and just by, by way of reading and being a just a constant student is people want to be seen people want to be heard and those can be very if you're if you're mindful about it aware of it those can be very easy tactics to implement. These are not costly thousand dollar programs. These are very easy things if you have the, the, the mindset, if you have the awareness to see and be open to doing that. And it, it's very powerful. It's incredibly powerful. And part of the reason why it's so powerful is because the way you distribute your energy is through your attention, what you put your focus on. And that's why like, I don't watch the news. I certainly know what's going on in the (laughs) world, but I don't need to put my attention on something that's going to drain my energy. Absolutely. I only put my attention on things that lift my energy. And then I make a point of lifting other people's energy. And guess what? It's a it's a it's not a teeter totter. It's it's like something that's pulling you up. Have you seen the climbers? And they've got the little yes, yeah, step yes. up and step up and step. Yeah, we're stepping each other up in energy, in vibration, in enthusiasm, and passion. And that's when the collaborative breakthroughs really happen. Absolutely, and I love how you talk about the news. I feel like it, the news <laughs> is everywhere and coming from every angle on every source and everywhere you go. But If your kind of ick factor is creeping up, uh, it's time to turn off that that device, that thing, and yeah, get into an energy where you can be uplifted. And I, I know for me, yeah, there there are relationships I've maybe been a part of, even friendships that felt like they were lifelong friendships where you don't feel like you're being lifted, you don't feel like you're going up, or you don't feel like it's equal energy exchanges. Where I've I've again a little older and wiser, it's like I think I. I think I need to make a decision to step out of this. I don't know that it's serving me in the way that I feel like I want to be served. I mean, not, you know, not people serve, but just that the energy right. service the of energy. Yeah. The right. energy exchange. It's not, it's not a match and it feels really sad sometimes, but as we evolve, I think as humans, our needs change, our desires change. And maybe we say intentionally, I want to be in that more positive energy and those lights yeah. and we can, we can do that. Well, the other thing that I've, started to do that I found an incredibly powerful practice. Whenever I got this sense of resistance, like there's someone on the news that I don't care for. I don't share their views that could cause resistance. Um, someone says something in a way that I find distasteful that could be resistance, whatever, whatever causes me to feel that resistance or distaste, you know, where I want to distance myself from it. Yes. I, I have this little bell. I love this little bell. Oh. It's got a smiley face on it. I imagine that the divine is going, hello, trying to get my attention because every time I feel resistance, that's the divine going, hey, partner, got your attention, didn't I? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Here's, got your attention. That means it's your, hmm. your turn to send love and blessings to everybody impacted or involved that's, in this situation. That's right. That's Step right. Step it up. And, we know you and can light. do this. That's right. And we can make a, an intentional decision about our energy and you know i'm just going to send them love and light and go on my way or you can fester in the anger and the 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 injustice of it so do you ring that bell by the way Elaine? do you actually do. ring it oh i love I that I, I need to get a bell <laughs> a it's really idea. cute they're so inexpensive on amazon you can get all different colors it's that's a little, very like, cute a little school bell like if, if you're at a hotel and they've got a bell on the counter it looks like that with a yes. face on it i have a friend who got a tie-dyed one because she loved me example but yeah i just think it's so important to remember that you are guided and every single thing you're guided to is so that you can experience more love and be more love in the moment for yourself as well as for others yeah because we forget to be compassionate we do ourselves i know we do we do absolutely Absolutely, and I think that that is, you know, an epidemic. Or it just—it's just so—it's just, so e- just so easy to—it's habitual to fall in those patterns. It's a path of least resistance. So, yes, I'm so glad we're having this conversation today about the intention of it and making those self affirming decisions to make us feel better. I mean, how how great is it to? Feel good. Yeah. And in your life and, mind and your body. <laughs> We already said feeling good is a sign of abundance because you feel it first Absolutely. and then it manifests in your world. Well, obviously, I would love to have a magic wand and just be able to go poof on everybody oh and have everything solved, but it's a process, right? There are steps that happen. So, what would be a baby step we could focus on that would show us that we're making progress and we're going in the right direction? Yes. For me, it is affirmations. I, I, My brain, my body, my mind, it can do affirmations. They're easy for me. I talk about affirmations, actually, and I have a whole chapter in my book dedicated to it, that affirmations, I can take them to bed. I can take them on an airplane. I can take them down the road where I can talk to myself in a positive way. I've been practicing affirmations for many years just to get control of my mind. And again, these can be easy, I just very easy. You know, abundance comes easily and frequently or um, there there are just all all kinds of affirmations that we can have. I I actually wrote a list before we came on. You know, it's all happening. We talked about that one. Everything is working out for my highest good and the highest good of all involved. Those are ways I try to get control of my mind and to... To, to shift how I'm feeling throughout my day so these are free <laughs> we can do them and um maybe a year ago maybe two years ago when I was really trying to get much more intentional with affirmations I was try- I tried an experiment walking I was not walking and I thought okay I'm gonna walk from this telephone pole down to that telephone pole and I'm going to do the affirmate I'm going to try to do the affirmation without stopping from this place to that place and and not stop and see if I can do it. I could not do it. My mind wanted to go to other places. So what I thought was, okay, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to show up on this walk every day and I'm going to go from one phone hole to the next and try to hold this affirmation. And I finally could. So I was proud of myself for sticking to it and really trying, but these are things that do take practice and they take patience and they take You know, dropping the self judgment. But for me, affirmations is something that has been really helpful. I love that. It's so incredibly powerful when you use affirmations. Because again, going back to our intention, we love ourselves completely, welcoming the blessings and abundance that are present in every moment. Doesn't that that sound like affirmations? It sure does. Affirmations do for you. And you were talking about how important it is to have self awareness. Well, often we don't realize what we're saying to ourselves. Oh, boy. We are so mean oh, God. to ourselves. I, we're so focused yeah. on all the things we aren't doing well and all the mistakes that we make. When we can shift that around and turn that into an affirmation, yes. point out what we can acknowledge about ourselves, that we're doing well, and appreciate the difference it makes in our lives because of that commitment to show up that way. Yes. Yeah. And it is is—it is a commitment. And I, I talk about in the book that that inner mean girl, for lack of a better word, just shows up all the time. It's She's, she's down in there. And yeah, the, the judging girl, it's like, oh, we didn't do this, or that wasn't good enough, or I didn't show up in the right way there. But it is, a, like we've been talking about over and over, it is that practice, that intention of, you know, I'm going to flip the script. I'm allowed to do that. I am in control. I am in control of my mind. I can do these things. So it does. I, I I'm, I, it works. I'm here it to sure tell you it's working. It is a work in progress, but it works. It works. And it's worked for me as well. Yeah, It makes a massive difference. What you say to yourself is truly what you create in your life. And the other thing that I think people struggle with is perfectionism. I know oh, I boy. have, I, oh. I get analysis paralysis. It's never perfect. It's never done. That's right. Right. And yet. It's a collaboration. You have to give other people space to participate and contribute in order for it to really be the rich, juicy, amazing yeah. experience that you want to have. It's yes. not all on you. It's not all. It's not all. Not all on us. And I mean, you know, it's like kind of the control freak comes out on you. I think I can do it better. I'm. I, I, I'm. I'm smarter. I'm better. I'm more experienced. Those things can come out. But I think you're so right. If we can get into collaboration, that's so magical because you've got different ideas, different perspectives, all kinds of different things coming into the the, the pot to make it something that is even better. And I also love that when I start meetings with an intention and we hold that intention for 78 seconds, people feel your heart. They know the destination. So yes. if I use the wrong words, or I screw up an example, or there's a typo on my slide in a presentation, it's not the end of the world because people feel the energy. They know where it's absolutely. going. Yes. I love And that. that's where the focus is. Not on that little boo-boo. I love that. I absolutely, yeah, I, I love it. I, I have a friend who was an executive director at a company. She's moved on to another opportunity. Uh, where she's not running meetings, but she would have an all company meeting, and they would do, um, I don't know if it was seven eight seconds, but they would do maybe at least a minute of silence because we are running from one meeting to the next. we're we're looping thoughts on something. So coming in, calming down, setting the intention, having a little bit of silence. we exhale. And then, yeah, and then we feel we feel better about what we're going into. we do um we do we do provide a little more grace in the experience. Yeah. And isn't that a refreshing concept? Grace. Oh, wow. Enjoying a life that's filled with grace. Oh, my blessings. goodness. It, it talk about an affirmation. thats yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that after this call here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kate, you very generously offered a wonderful free gift to our audience. Could you tell us a bit about it? Yeah. So obviously my book is available. That is definitely a gift that talks about a lot of what we've talked about here on the podcast and more. So that's out now. If you go to my website, katewalker.com, I do have a personal brand audit, which is really doing self-reflection. That's one of the reasons I designed it. It is a self-reflection tool on how you're going to go in and there's maybe 70 different adjectives and you're going to check the boxes for how you think you're showing up. And that can be very uh, a very big awareness tool if you give the audit to someone else and say, how do you think I'm showing up? And they check their boxes. You can then see how you're perceived versus how they're perceived. And you can, if you want to be perceived in different ways, this is a beautiful tool for making those changes. So that's on my website if you want to grab that. I think that that's a beautiful self-awareness tool. So that's part of what I'm doing in this chapter, Elaine, is really trying to help people become more aware, have those reflections, so we can feel better. We can feel better and we can show up in in the ways that make us feel good. And experience that abundance of feeling good. That is the cherry on the top. Yes. It absolutely is. Well, obviously, one of the things we love to do here at The Abundance Journey, we always turn the tables on our guests because we know that when we give is when we receive the most. Oh, wow. So what can we do to support you? Oh, thank you, Elaine, so much. Well, I'm on this journey with the book, A Candid Conversation, Lessons in Life, Love Leadership. And I do hope it's a book of me sharing very vulnerable stories. That's why I call it candid conversation as me sharing very vulnerable stories, but also hoping in return I'm being of service in helping people get through difficult times or walking the path with them. And and again, I have a whole chapter on affirmation. So if you'd like to grab the book and enjoy it and, and the the cherry on the top for that is message me and say, Hey, I got the book and this helped me, or I like how you talked about this. That is, that is beautiful. So, um, certainly if you want to follow me on the socials, I'm sure you will drop those in the show notes. Yes. Uh, And uh, you know, it's not only following me on the socials on Instagram or LinkedIn or coming on my website, but, Honestly, sometimes I wish people would, it's like, I'm here, it's me on the other end. It's like, it's really me. Like talk, you know, talk to me, let me know where you found me. Hey, I found you on Elaine's show. And I liked how you two talked about this. So I I want to engage with people as well. This is a a two-way, a two-way thing, life and and, uh, being a human. That's beautiful. I so appreciate that. But boy, you've made my life a little difficult because I have to pick just one of all these brilliant things that you shared with us today to activate abundance around. And boy, I'm kind of scratching my head on this. I've been taking notes and I've got a lot to choose from. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today, Kate. This has just been a fabulous conversation. Thank you, Elaine. I cannot agree more. I just feel so light and just feel so good. So I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and the topics. It's been such a joy. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, Stick around, because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. Hi, it's Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador. And I know since you're listening to this show or watching this show, The Abundance Journey, you really want to experience more abundance in your life. Well, that's why I wrote the book, Five Steps to Activate Your Abundance. It's available for sale right now from Amazon, from barnesandnoble.com and many international sellers. And I want you to pick up a copy because I'm really opening the kimono here and sharing all of the information you need to experience abundance in every single aspect of your life. The book's divided into three parts. Part one is called Meeting the Divine. This is where I share my near-death experience and the conversation I got to have with our higher power during my stroke. In part two, Messages from the Divine, I share the best practices that I was given, the secret sauce in how life actually works. And so you understand really why you're here and how you can make the most of your life. So you love every single moment. And then in the part three is partnering with the divine. That's where I go into each of the five steps to activate your abundance and explain exactly why it works so well. So take a moment to pick up a copy. It's available as an ebook, a paperback book, an audiobook and a video course. So, however, you like to absorb information, abundance is waiting for you. Kate is flipping amazing. I love this woman. I love where she's coming from. She's dynamic, she's caring, she really understands what helps people see themselves more clearly that self-awareness that's so important that we were talking about. So step one is gratitude. I am so grateful for the opportunity to have these insights, this perspective shift from Kate, because she really blew the doors off something. I had to pick just one thing that I could acknowledge and I really struggled to pick one, but there was something that stood out to me big time, her definition of abundance. I loved it. When she said, abundance is when you feel good. You feel good about yourself. And you know, you had a hand in helping someone else feel good. I love that. I love that definition because it's something I can control and it's something that I experience inside myself. It's not this money in the bank kind of abundance this is plentiful. I just have to put my attention on how I'm feeling. Brilliant. Love that definition. Step three, appreciate the difference it can make in your life. Well, when I know that I have abundance, anytime I feel good about myself, whoa, instead of beating myself up, I'll start using affirmations, more affirmations than I already use. I use a ton of them. I'll start Taking down notes every night before bed, something I committed to a little bit earlier, where I write down what I acknowledge about myself that I did today, that I'm proud of, and what I appreciate about the difference it makes in my life because of my commitment to show up that way. Acknowledge and appreciate myself as part of a gratitude process. That totally shift things for me in terms of how I see myself. We were talking about how important self-awareness is. And the only way to get self-awareness is to dig down, take the time to look below and see what's really going on, see the hidden motivations, discover the real you, the beauty, the divinity that is living within you. That's amazing. Step four, activate abundance. There are three different ways you can do the Activate Abundance. You can take out a calendar and write down what you're going to do. You can uh, create a trigger, step two, to create a trigger. So maybe you cross your fingers or you tug on your earlobe as a reminder. You know what? Abundance is feeling good about myself. I got to remember that. Abundance is feeling good about myself. The other option is to declare what you're going to do in order to activate abundance around remembering. For me, I'm going to tug on my earlobe because I tend to do that. I I like to play with my earrings. And that's just going to remind me, okay, do I feel good about myself right now? Because I have all these different tools that I can use to remind myself to feel good about myself. And as soon as I start to feel good about myself, I'm bathed in abundance. It's that simple. It's that easy. Because when I do that, I take the time to do that. That's not a selfish or egotistical thing. That is self-awareness. And I have to create it internally, energetically, before it manifests in my physical world. So taking the time to acknowledge and appreciate myself, taking the time to remind myself that abundance is feeling good about myself and the difference that I'm making for others, that's so incredibly profound. Step five, celebrate your progress. This is what it looks like when it's working. It's not like a magic wand that suddenly poof, you're done. No, it is the ultimate infomercial. I keep hearing from the divine, but wait, there's more. And it's all really good. There is no limit to the love you can experience. There is no limit to the joy you can experience. And thanks to Kate, we now know there's no limit to the abundance you can experience. What a joy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll see you next time for The Abundance
0: Journey. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift, as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.